Okay, Justin, so I think um, it was a, a fair attempt at this question. Um, I think you correctly identified this patient uh, is likely to uh, have decompensated heart failure um, and did convince the appropriate management and you did have a fair knowledge of the prognostic medications, which is all very impressive for someone um, pre-IMT. Um, but I think the key is here probably interview technique um, that was lacking and there are a few gaps as well. Um, and I think one of the most important things is having a structure to hang things on. I think actually a lot of the things you said were all correct, but they just came in from completely different uh, areas that didn't really have any clear path to follow. So for me as the examiner, I found it very difficult to actually follow your train of thought and understand where we were going uh, with some of the answers. But everything you said sounded correct, but I just didn't really have a clear idea that of where we were and how far we were going with this patient. Um, so I think the first question was about what your differential diagnosis was. And I think you, know, you correctly identified this as uh, like a decompensated heart failure. But again, the best candidates will be A, having an open mind, uh, and B, having a structure. So everyone has a differential diagnosis structure. You, you need to think about how to find your own. And do take just a few seconds before each question to think about how you're going to structure this answer. So one potential way may have been to talk through this, but the main patient's coming with shortness of breath and associated leg swelling. Um, shortness of breath, there are a myriad of causes, most of them, and you could talk about the cardiac causes, which respiratory causes uh, and other, for example, or you could have a different uh, structure. But the most important thing is having a structure, and that's what an examiner can follow really easily. Um, and I think here, for example, cardiac, you could talk about structural, ischemic, and rhythmic causes and respiratory you can talk about uh ineffective uh and actual structural issues like things like fibrosis and um, copd and then things like thrombotic issues such as pe um and these are things like better candidate would have the depth to go through all those and that's why i think maybe we'll start you missing here um and then your a and e uh, a e assessment uh again i thought there was a reasonable but i just really struggled to follow it. it just you need to have a good structure for the a to b assessment and again um it's really important to try and gather as much this patient isn't shockingly unwell right now so you definitely have time in your assessment i think actually a fair amount of time needs to be devoted to a history here so this patient isn't needing urgent care and actually a good history will give you a lot of ideas as to what you first of all what's going on and b whether there's been any particular triggers and i think getting across to the examiner that you want to understand what happened four days ago to start all this off is probably very important. Um, and also then a few other things, I think five start, five out of five points would be talking through whether the patient has a cardiac history, whether the patient's currently um, uh, on any medications, whether the patient has any previous echoes or ECGs so you can compare to currently to see if anything's changed. And also, I think what's really important is trying to understand whether they've had diuretics before, because if diuretics are what you're thinking about and what you're going to go on to talk about, if they've already on quite high quite high doses of diuretics, for example, 80 milligrams of frismide BD, they're going to need far more than that to uh, for them to diurese further. Um, whereas if they've never had any diuretics before, they may actually only need a small amount to have quite a large effect. So that's, again, probably a five out of five point, something that 
would be very impressed if you can bring into your answer. Um, your, I won't dwell too much on an A2 assessment, but I think an A2 is A2E assessment also needs to be tailored slightly to the pathology at hand here. And here, the likely pathology is heart failure. You want to be thinking about a full fluid assessment and understanding what the cause of this heart failure is uh, and see if there's any kind of uh, signs that help point you towards that. Um, and a few extra things for heart failure patients in your assessment, which aren't necessarily A to E, you need to think about. You want to know what their dry weight is. You want to know what their weight is now. Um, and that tells you how many, for every kilogram over their dry weight they are, that's an extra kilogram or litre of fluid that they need, to, they need to lose. So it gives you a really good idea of how much fluid they need to lose overall uh, and how far you need to go. And a few other things such as fluid restriction and monitoring fluid input outputs with, with plus minus catheter as needed. Um, and it's really important to, I don't think you've done it at home, if you're going to start IV diuresis, you need baseline using these. You need to know what the using these are now and you need to know how they might change. Um, and we'll talk about that a bit later as well. Um, and finally, I think what we haven't discussed here, but she's an elderly-ish patient, um, so we definitely need to have thought about her escalation plan um, and what she would want and what's appropriate for her as well. So getting an idea from the history about her physiological status and her other comorbidities and wishes. Um, investigations, again, the chance to mention quite a few of them in your ATE assessment. Um, and if you haven't, then this is a good chance to summarise them. Have a structure to how you're going to summarise your uh, investigations, not just list them, because it gets very, again, very difficult for an examiner to follow. It's the bedside and other um, yeah, results that come back quickly and results that take a bit longer. Well, however you want to do it, um, but it's important to have a structure. Um, and most importantly, whenever you're talking through investigations, have a, just a rationale. You don't have to reason through everything you're doing like i can understand why you're doing a full blood count but there are lots and lots of investigations one could order here and it's important to rationalize through the most important one so an echo to see if anything's changed an ecg for exactly the same reason and to see if there's anything else reversible in ecg that could be contributing towards your decomposition i.e ongoing ischemia is the patient in af for example um and uh chest x-ray just to ascertain how fluid overloaded they are, whether there's any other pathologies, and also that helps you also monitor how well they improve. And on the bloods, there are other things you can do. So you can do this, again, a five out of five point. You can say, I'd like to order a BNP to prognosticate their heart failure, because actually the higher BNP is, the more fluid overloaded the patient is. And actually you see the BNP drop as a patient improves during a hospital stay. Secondly, you could say things like iron studies. Um, you know, I, there is... There is a lot of evidence now that shows that IV iron should be used in heart failure patients. Um, so iron studies including transfer in situations, for example. Um, again, but those are more five out of five points, but good to mention. The treatment, you've again talked about it, and I think you talked about diuresis, which is fantastic. But again, just fluid restriction, daily weights. These are really, really important things and often missed out. Um, and I really liked how you brought in the prognostic medications early, and I think that's fantastic. You need to think about how you're when you're acting and putting in prognostic medication, you think about what you're monitoring. So you're looking at these knees and seeing how that changes. You're looking at the blood pressure, and you're looking at the heart rate, because that's directly changes, uh, alters how much, how hard and how quickly you can go with the basoprolol and uh, ACE inhibitors. Uh, you're right to mention uh, 
um, MRA, so spironolactone. Uh, and finally, we talked about how you approach how one might approach discharge. I love the fact that you had already talked about prognostic medications. So a lot of your work was done. You could have talked about um, other things such as SGLT2 inhibitors. Um, and um, I would have maybe liked to think of more of it now. Um, you, that point, I think, was the first time we really, in my mind, mentioned monitoring using these. So that needs to come in far earlier. And also think about linking up with your community heart failure team because they would do a lot of the work for you in terms of keeping an eye on things. Um, finally, the handover, it was it was fine. Um, but in terms of recommendation, you need to be absolutely clear what you want, what you would like or expect the your colleague to do overnight. Um, is it just please look out for the use and ease or does this patient need a physical assessment? I think you said, could you assess this patient and check the patient's responding? But actually a proper recommendation would have been we're aiming for 0.5 to 1 kilograms, uh, 0.5 to 1 litre negative fluid balance over 24 hours. So if you could assess the response to diuresis and see if they may need more based on their fluid balance at the time of assessment, I think that's a better recommendation. Um, so in summary, I think actually you knew you knew quite a lot about how to deal with heart failure, which was good to see, but there are a lot of things that could be improved with regard to structure. Um, and there are a few five out of five points with heart failure that are probably left out there. Um, yeah, not 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 a bad not a bad answer, but I think uh, a lot of areas where things can be improved. Well, okay, thank you very much. That's all right.